0: Hello, this is Chris from the Eagles Water Cooler Podcast. What you're about to hear is the second half of our off-season podcast wide receiver edition. We resume talking about Amari Cooper and some free agency and then proceed to talk about what players might interest the Eagles in the 2020 NFL Draft. Okay, so talking a little bit about free agent receivers, and really focusing on the uh, primary target of the free agent wide receiver class uh, in 2020, Um, and that being Amari Cooper, uh, a 26-year-old receiver who spent the first few years of his career with the Raiders and then was traded to the Dallas Cowboys for a first-round pick um, and has been very productive since he's been there. So I think part of what we need to discuss is if you're going to spend on an Amari Cooper, uh, what... What is your thoughts, uh, and I guess we'll start with Andrew, what are your thoughts on spending on a player who has a proven track record in a league um, versus maybe spending high on a uh, draft pick? Uh,
1: you know, it's a fair question. So if you're going to go out there and you're going to spend the money on an Amari Cooper, then you feel comfortable at that position. I think automatically, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that that impacts your you know, drafts, um, uh, decisions, mm-hmm. right? So aggressiveness, definitely. Correct. Miss nice class. However, regardless if you get Amari or not, I think wide receiver is a, is a weak point for the Eagles and they're going to have to address it in the draft. Is it's it kind be, of an
0: overhaul position, no matter
1: what. Is it going to be pick one, two, somewhere in the third, who knows? It's going to have to be addressed, and I think it's important to talk about the the potential picks mm-hmm. that we could get in the draft. Okay. Right. Mike, any comments I on that? I
2: agree. No matter what we do in free agency, it's still going to be a position of need that we need to address in this, this upcoming draft. So, yeah, I would like to talk about um, some of the players available to us.
0: Let's turn to talk <laughs> about the draft, and before we do, let's just take one second to kind of assess. Let's just take the pulse of what your confidence level, because we're talking about receivers today and given the Eagles history, you know, it being what it is and, and obviously history can change how has had some really great years. He's had some not so great years. Um, what is your confidence level, Mike, going into this draft that Howie will come away uh, with a good receiver? We talked earlier about, you know, DK Metcalf versus J.J. Arthago whiteside DK was still on the board and they chose to take J.J. Um, what's your confidence level in, in Howie specifically to take a receiver, uh, given his track record and this very deep 2020 wide receiver draft class?
2: I mean, I I think my confidence level is somewhere between 50-50 and um, maybe 30-70. I, I, I think Howie can hit on a pick, but he needs to... I think it would favor him if he selected more than one receiver in this draft, just so he could um, evaluate multiple people, and it's okay if he misses on one because he hits on the other.
0: And I think, to get to Andrew just a second, but I think based on the Eagles changing their wide receiver coach, having really only a few receivers carry over from last year to uh, this coming season, they need more than just speed. Speed is a quality
1: that they're looking for, but they need receivers to fill multiple roles. Andrew? Andrew? Uh, that's a good point too, right? So yes, you you need a burner. You think you have one in Deshaun, but he's injury prone. Probably
2: worth protecting by maybe
1: bringing in somebody else. If Alshon is gone, like we have discussed and that we think, then do you need a six-two, six-three possession receiver? Probably. Let's look. Let's look at some of the picks in recent years. Right. So two thousand fourteen. Howie, and Chip at the time. They picked Jordan Matthews, second round. They picked Josh Huff, third round. We all know about Josh Huff. Jordan, actually,
2: you know, some productive years. Decent receiver, yeah, decent. Josh Huff got released from the team for bringing a gun to the practice. Uh, I believe he was was pulled over
0: with... A gun and drugs or something. Besides, Some it was
2: more because he was terrible. He
1: Besides was, <laughs> what we're talking about. He was only the, really uh,
0: productive as a, a special team. I remember him running a couple of punts back or, or kickoffs Correct. Correct.
1: And I think he was an Oregon guy, and I think he was Chip's guy. And what, and what
0: round was he picked in again?
1: That was, uh, so uh, Jordan was second, and Huff was the fourth
0: round. I and believe. looking back, and based on his production, although he was a good player, and this is more speaking to Howie's reputation, Jordan Matthews is probably a little overvalued as a second-round pick. Absolutely. Valuable player you know served the role but not to that not to that uh cost
1: right Go ahead, so, Andrew, you, so you so you move to the next round um or next year sorry 2015 nelson right that's the nelly year that's nelly first round out of usc big things expected you didn't get anything 2015 16 you got the super bowl year he was injured a lot that first year to be fair to nelly
0: i think he was injured a lot that first year uh, i mean again we could we could spend the whole
1: we could spend a whole eight podcasts on, on Nelson Aguilar.
2: But 2015 is the last year the Eagles drafted a receiver with that first pick. Yeah. Correct.
1: Right? So then 17, <laughs> you got Matt Collins in there. you got Shelton Gibson, who is probably out playing. Um, Shelton Gibson was brought up from the practice squad to play that last
0: uh, playoff game. And Matt Collins was cut and then picked up, I think, by another right. team at some point.
1: And then most recently... J.J. In, in 2019. So track record is not good, right, for, for drafting wide receivers. However, Before that, I that, Freddie Mitchell. Right. I don't know if there's been a, a draft class of recent memory that has been this deep. 2014 would be the only thing close. The with wide receiver production O'Gell, and potential. Mike Evans. Mm-hmm. Right. But those were, those were primo players, right? So this draft doesn't have... This draft has uh, three blue chips call mm-hmm. right however right after that there are about 20 that are kind of floating in the same element
0: so Andrew when he identifies those three he's specifically referring to in no particular order Jerry Judy C.D. Lamb and Henry Ruggs correct okay
1: correct right mm-hmm. so traditionally those are the three the first three off the board all the mocks all the um, first round picks for sure exactly so then after that then you get and this, I think
2: important to note top Probably top 15 uh, first-round picks.
1: Yes, we
0: actually ran a mock draft just before the podcast, and all three of those players were gone by. Actually, Henry Ruggs was in the mock draft. We ran on uh, pick 15.
1: Yep, yep. So, so then you get this, this, you know, about 10 to, 10 to 20 players that, are, that can be tiered, um, but are kind of—there's no pattern to where they're being drafted. Right now. Mm-hmm. So, is is Jefferson available to you? Mm-hmm. At Justin C-
0: Jefferson at
1: LSU. Out of LSU. Is he available to you without having to trade up?
0: Mm-hmm. So some drafts, yes, some drafts, no. And the Eagles right. are picking, just to clarify, and everyone, all Eagles Yeah, fans, why, don't you, why don't you go through the, pick, really the first couple in, picks, at least. Um, Eagles fans are really the best source of uh, Eagles content in a lot of ways because they know so well like where their position is and what their needs are and those kinds of things. But um, as Andrew identified, there are some receivers that make up kind of the cream of the crop, those three, Jerry, Judy, C.D. Lamb, and Henry Ruggs, uh, all of whom will probably be taken at least, uh, if the Eagles pick 21, six picks, picks uh, based on our Mount draft from today before the Eagles and the question would be I think for us as a group and something that I'm kind of curious about and has even come up for me in this conversation amidst conversations about Alshon Jeffrey and J.J. Ortega Whiteside and some of the Eagles past uh, draft picks is what are the Eagles looking for in a wide receiver and is that role of an Alshon Jeffrey a contested catch uh, player who has that profile, like a JJ, the, the same kind of profile he was drafted on, um, is that sort of thing as desirable as it once was? Mm. Because this draft, and especially with this team last year, the Eagles were quoted as being one of the slowest teams to watch on film last year, and and their offense was not a fun offense. I think from a fan perspective for us, we know it was it's when fun. They run
1: the, it's, it was when they ran the ball. Right, sure. and, and the
0: reason was because they had – At least later in the season Jordan Howard's a slower player but Miles is a fast player. Miles Sanders contributed a speed element that made it exciting. Boston Scott had that kind of jitterbug speed element that was exciting. So as we look at the qualities that make up a receiver that the Eagles might look for in the draft since we focus to talk on draft
1: now. That's fair. Yeah. What are
0: the other qualities, other than speed, which we all agree is an, is a necessity? What are the other qualities you're looking for in your receiver? Yeah, my,
2: my number one thing that I'm looking for is the ability to uh, bring the ball in, make the catch in tight windows, especially across the middle of the field or maybe even down the sideline. If you're able to bring that ball in and secure it when you're getting uh, defended really closely, that's something. That's something that's gonna. Make Carson a lot better. It's also very <laughs> indicative of the
1: Eagles' offense, right? So, and very so. Indicative. Define right. that
0: quality for us. So it's contested, contested catches, tough catches. What, how would we're, you
2: define that? We're talking quick balls across the middle. Carson is traffic really, catches. Traffic catches, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, Carson's able to put a little bit of heat on the ball, so you want a receiver who's able to handle that as well. You want somebody who can reverse. <sighs> direction go across the momentum of their body to bring down a catch mm. so you you're really looking for strength someone who has high agility in catching the ball no matter where it's thrown around their body not I, someone who just can catch the ball running in a pattern or wide open.
0: and i think something to consider and uh, Andrew and Mike and myself watched a significant amount of uh, highlight reels before we we started the podcast today, and really what qualities stuck out about each receiver, and that for a lot of receivers coming out as 20 or 21-year-old people, they're still developing, and that one of the things that really sticks out to me in a receiver, no matter their body type, is how comfortable they are kind of in their body. And when they're making contested catches or challenging catches or traffic catches, that Kind of comes through for me, and i I feel like I can see whether or not this person is comfortable kind of in their own body and the routes that are comfortable for them and where they are on the field that there's sort of an awareness uh that seems like it'll translate to the next level but let's go to Andrew andrew what's a, a-
1: yeah i mean that's look that's fair right mm-hmm. you know you want to you want to put uh, a a receiver in the best position that he is more uh, most attuned and comfortable to mm-hmm. absolutely but let's Let's take a step back. What do the Eagles need, right? All right. So let's say Deshaun is healthy. Let's say Greg Ward is healthy. And let's say Nelson is... Well, is Nelson on the team? No, we're kind of agreeing or that Jay. Nelson's not... Okay, great. we're saying JJ's on the team? We got JJ. Okay.
0: So... So, as as it goes with that, let's kind of talk about that in terms of roles from your perspective for those guys and then kind of roles for a potential.
2: Well, draft let's framework it
1: in the terms of the draft, right?
0: Okay. So let's 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 bring it and back and to I the really draft. I really think Deshaun's
2: and the only sure starter we have. He's correct. also
0: the only sure person that you know exactly how to use him. Greg, Ward, Could we've, we've seen things.
1: JJ, we've seen even less, but we don't know how exactly no, they'll be
0: used or absolutely absolutely deployed, fair, right?
1: So Deshaun is Deshaun. Right. You can you know, ideally, we were talking about this. You could, you can flare him out in the flat.
2: Well, and um, and even more so than that, I think Deshaun really has progressed um, in his career outside of being in Philadelphia, where he, he can run that under route. He he's capable of doing all running all of the routes a receiver would need to, outside of just you know flying down the field, beating beating his man. And I, I think you will see that from Deshaun if he's healthy this year.
0: And that's one thing that last year in the only game he played against his former team, the Redskins, we saw more of the former Deshaun with a lot of the deep balls and Carson kind of leaning back and just chucking it up and Deshaun going and getting it. But a lot of the press about their connection in training camp was actually more about the routes that you are talking about. And that part of it being kind of the new edge of Deshaun or the new dimension of him where he's taking his speed and his maturity and kind of been able to spread it out over more routes than just the deep ball but he,
2: so did, he was, can run that just right. first so, and 10 pick up 10 11 yards and get a first down he doesn't need to go 50 yards just fair so
1: so while he always has that breakout speed right and probably always wants to be that big play that big td receiver downfield center field catch kind of a, is he at this stage of his career better as a a flat across the middle for 5 6 yards and open him up and then you bring in and you draft somebody who is equal size, a four-four, four-three kind of speed like he was. And he's the burner. So then you change the way that you use Deshaun.
2: So I don't think you... you change the way you use Deshaun because I think well, that's he's still fast enough to, to beat defenses. And he's down always
1: going to want to do that. But what I'm saying is if you think that you have a Deshaun-like player in Deshaun... Is it a detriment to bring in somebody that is the same size and I same think it's a similar Fair or percent. does it allow him to actually maybe last more games? Maybe not get as maybe not have to sprint so much. Maybe gets into the flight. maybe gets across the middle. And then you've got this guy, this rookie, hopefully in the in the first round if we're talking about it, um, who can be the burner. Mm-hmm. I, my big thing is that this is so rare
0: to get a, a player back—not more rare in the NFL, I guess, than other um, other professional sports—but to be able to get a beloved player back like this with a specific skill set. And I have to say, as much as you know, I was losing my mind when the Eagles went down 17 or 20 nothing to to the Redskins that first game, and then Deshaun put up 160 yards and two touchdowns, doing everything that we had seen him do as the drafted Cal receiver that we got in, oh gosh, 2008. 2011?
2: Oh, I, was it earlier than that? I, I, can we check the year on Deshaun? We'll, but we'll either get, way, we'll get back on
0: that. what what I was uh, kind of speaking up to say was, what I was excited about in how he trading back for Deshaun to get him uh, again is exactly what Andrew said, that I wanted to see this kind of expanded role for him that I thought – From everything people were saying about his maturity, and there were questions, the Chip Kelly gang stuff aside, there were questions about his maturity the first time he was here, and how that maturity lent itself to him kind of growing his game, and he even talked about changing his diet, not eating McDonald's and stuff as much, that he grew into a player that was able to run a diversified route tree, and could kind of threaten defenses in a way that even they didn't expect, because... Defenses at this point know when 10 is on the field what he's usually going to do. But I think the Eagles and a lot of the writers who I read a lot last year in training camp were saying, no, Deshaun is running all sorts of slants and bubbles and all sorts of things across the field where they're trying to get him the ball laterally to take it deep instead of necessarily throwing it the ball deep. Mm -hmm. And and preseason and training camp only says so much, but Mike had a a comment.
2: Yeah, I mean just going back to what Andrew – it was kind of saying about what do we do in, in the draft. Crazy. Um Basing it off, what can Deshaun do for us this coming season? Regardless of what Deshaun can do, even if Deshaun's just going to be that speedy receiver to go down the field, it's still in the Eagles' interest to get another guy who can have that same skill set.
0: Almost draft like you might not have Deshaun, or at least for all 16 games.
2: I think it's wise because Deshaun's got a, he's got a big contract. He's getting towards the end of his career. He might, this could, I I can't say for sure, but he's got one or two seasons left with the Eagles probably before he either goes to another team or Mm -hmm. maybe retires. So it's in the Eagles' interest to find a replacement for somebody who can stretch the field. Mm -hmm. And we don't want to put ourselves in a position like we did last year if Deshaun for some reason goes down, that all of a sudden our offense becomes this like, dysfunctional, slow um, slow, mm-hmm. incapable of making a first down, like and
0: that's what twenty nineteen a lot of it was, to be honest. And that's what made it difficult from a, a so fan viewpoint
2: experience. I, I think no matter what, the Eagles should target a speedy receiver.
0: Almost plan for having speed outside of Deshaun because of his injury history. Right. And also right. I wonder about the potential for despite everything Andrew said and despite all the hype. Uh, to go back to that from last year about having an expanded route tree, being more mature, that they might look at Deshaun and say, you know what, he can do a lot. He can run these different routes. But as we grow and look to kind of rebuild that room under a new coach, that we kind of consider that we want people to do certain things. And what's really going to make the room work best is when there are people doing certain things and having certain roles. And like
2: what Andrew was saying, if Deshaun is really able to do more than just – be that speedy receiver who stretches the field and he's able to run shorter routes and, you know, uh, accrue a lot of catches and pick up a lot of first downs, then we can have that new guy go in and be the person who stretches the field.
0: Let's move off of Deshaun. Let's move to JJ because Andrew brought this up briefly. We see JJ as, at his best, being a contested catch guy who could maybe fulfill a
1: similar role
0: that Alshon Jeffery at his JJ best was fulfilling. That's what he was drafted to do.
1: That's what he was drafted to do, but, man, uh, I am putting I'm putting no faith in that. Okay, so... Like, I think anything above, uh, clearly anything above 10 catches this upcoming year will be great. So is his body type and
0: skill set something you would seek in the draft?
1: Is actually? there anybody right now that J.J. beats out? Because I think... Greg Ward obviously beats him out. Well, right? let's go back. Real I think quick. Shelton Gibson probably. Does, almost beats him out. Does his body type is off the team, and he does his body type
0: out. and skill set fit with the offense enough where he'd say, "Let's draft another player as insurance that JJ's not going to work out, and we want to have somebody there, with that same ability to run the same routes."
1: I would draft somebody as equally sized, named, shaped. So like, I guess and, 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 JJ, and, and, JJ and, doesn't d- define I, anything that I do decision wise. When it comes to drafting a wide receiver or looking to pick one up in free agency. JJ, that, JJ is whipped cream on top. That goes point. to say. Do you know what
2: I mean? I do, like, I do right. but that goes Whatever to say that. He that can do this year is just an extra That, that, <laughs> that brand connection. of receiver is something you
0: still value. That go up and get it, big body, not necessarily a fast guy. Six two,
1: six three, six four.
0: Possession maybe a receiver. screen, maybe a jump ball kind of a guy. That's something you still think now, the league I like, and yourself still think that the Eagles need. Okay. Absolutely. Okay, so absolutely. Eagles. I'd
2: like to also just make the point that if we're really viewing JJ as not a starter, then that only draws more I, attention. I, I if, am. I'm viewing him as not a starter. But yeah, I don't think I don't think I any of us are a starter. viewing if him he if as he's our the, starting wide receiver. I mean, you just put shell uh, Gibson ahead the of him, him. Who was brought I, up from the I'd squad actually be more comfortable Right, like and this tells you how big of a the gap there exactly. is at the receiver position because that leaves Deshaun Jackson and Greg Ward and Greg Ward had a great year last year and we all hope he could do better but he's not a proven receiver so let's
0: take a step to the left to say both of the receivers the Eagles that already have that we've talked about in Deshaun and JJ both of them despite their skill sets good or bad we've kind of said the Eagles should move ahead To look to potentially have those same skill sets, maybe. Well, what do you think we can get in the draft?
2: So, moving ahead... Can I I pose a question here? I'm just trying to move the conversation forward. So, we've been talking about um, the type of receivers that would be um, in the Eagles' interest to acquire. Or which type of receiver do we want to target? Now, the Eagles are in the position of having the 21st pick Mm -hmm. overall... Currently in that position, they're not, according to the mock drafts, they're not going to be able to acquire the top three rated receivers. Is it in the Eagles' interest to trade up to try to acquire one of those receivers?
0: Well, I think that's really where the conversation begins. And I think before we even start that, I think part of what we're saying, to kind of wrap up what we said before, is that for the receivers they already have, we don't really know what we're going to get, and so it is a little bit wide open because we don't know what those roles are going to be for JJ, for Deshaun, and for Greg Ward, despite how up and down our expectations are. So when we look at the draft, and that's where we're turning now, we can kind of look at it as a blank slate, safely, mm-hmm. at least for this podcast. So I think we let's begin by looking at the top three that Andrew already mentioned: Jerry Judy, CD Lamb, and Henry Ruggs. I, right. I think for all three of us, we see Jerry Judy and CD Lamb considerably out of reach. Yeah, they're
1: they're hey, it's, Ruggs is kind of loosely in there it's, it's, it's Judy and Lamb They're the top flight Ruggs
0: is kind of considered that third person That maybe the Eagles could go get And truthfully there has been a lot of hype A lot of mock drafts around the Eagles sure. Potentially sure. being able to get the six foot one ninety receiver Who's a junior out of Alabama He played alongside Jerry Judy at Alabama And was not the primary target Amongst a couple other really good receivers Who will be out I think in next year's draft But he had 639 yards Nine touchdowns uh as a receiver and three touchdowns rushing on a lot of jet sweep stuff that we saw in his uh tape there. Yep. He ran a four two seven at his best at the combine. Um he described by the NFL uh website as having game breaking speed that requires safety help at all times. He has quote a jet pack to take a quick slant to the house from anywhere on the field. To me that's the thing that makes it most desirable with Wentz. Um, And Joe Marino of the Draft Network said he has unbelievable speed. There won't be many, if any, players on opposing defenses that can keep pace with him. His NFL comparison is Tyreek Hill. Um, The Eagles would undoubtedly have to trade up for this player. So the question becomes for you, and we'll begin with Andrew, what do you you think about having to trade up maybe as many as, uh, let's say, six spots to get uh, a Henry Ruggs?
1: It's a tough call, right? In so, a deep receiver class, correct. So that's I think where my my struggle is 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 Henry Ruggs that dynamic that potentially dynamic of a receiver where you you probably don't have to give up a player, but you you package a couple picks, late round picks. What's your gut feeling you, on that? Watching his tape before the pod today, I personally I don't trade up for him. Okay, right? Okay. I don't because who's sitting there without trading up? Jefferson, Hamler, mm-hmm. Mims. Mm-hmm. Is is rugs that much better than those guys? I don't think so.
2: So that's gonna, why
1: I'm not trading up for for, that's for a good Ruggs point. at all. I'm trading up for Judy and Lamb in a heartbeat, right? Mm-hmm not rugs and we are not here today to talk about what it would be worth to go up for
0: judy or lamb because obviously that would be one of those e- that would a, be second only that's to a Carson we, Wentz that's a you know level jump yeah. um but i think you know from from mike's perspective mike right. what do you think about moving up for a player like henry ruggs we did watch him again right before the podcast today what are your thoughts let me just say
2: if the eagles decide to move up and take rugs i think that's an awesome move um just from watching his tape this guy is a dynamic receiver He can catch the ball anywhere on the field. He's a physical receiver who's not afraid to make contact. He's a speedy guy, too. He just seems like the type of guy who would basically fit on any NFL team. Um, And if the Eagles decide that he's the one they want to move up, hypothetically, he's available at 15, they make a trade. Awesome
0: And I think in this draft being what it is for wide receivers being you know the time that he ran uh, in the 40 at the combine um, despite the fact that he did suffer a, a quad pull or something like that uh, at the combine, I still think that it's going to take a lot for the Eagles to be able to move up that much. And the question is, are you willing to give that up? And for Howie Roseman, having 10 picks after two consecutive years of having only five picks mm-hmm. each in 2018 and 2019, is he going to want to give up the number of picks necessary?
2: I guess let's not get hunkered – or I don't want to get hunkered down on thinking what it's going to cost, but just if the Eagles decided to take this action. Just knowing their, their recent – If they find value in it. But I do think with rugs there is – a much lower risk. Like he, he seems like he will be impactful right away, and there's a lower risk drafting him than there is maybe, say, some of these second-tier players. So if the Eagles decide to do it, I'm all for it. I, I, I,
1: have, I, I disagree. Okay,
0: I have a divided mind about it. I have a divided mind between what I, as with probably all the topics today, what I think the Eagles will do versus what I want them to do. Um, truthfully, I think Howie sees a deep class for any position and says, if it's that deep, I can wait. And to me, that says that not only will he not trade up to go get Henry Ruggs, he'll probably stand pat. If nothing else, he'll look to get even more picks maybe and get early in the second round, uh, depending on what he wants to do. But uh, that's personally, just looking at his history and his tendencies as it goes with whenever they're talking about one position being really rich in a certain class, to me, that says to Howie, uh, and from his draft behavior, I can wait. I don't need to reach and trade up draft assets, especially in recent years, not having had a lot of draft picks.
1: Andrew, that's fair. Um, Should we talk about some would, other receivers? Well, I would just uh, as real far quick, as rugs, uh, real quick. I am not trading up for rugs. And why? It, if what have you seen on tape? That makes you think that Ruggs is a guy that you have to get. When there is Jefferson, there is Hamler, there's Mins, there's Edwards, there's Peoples Jones, who are, I would say, comparable to Henry Ruggs. I want to. Now, if you think Henry Ruggs uh, is that impactful of a player, then if you trade up, let me put it this way if you trade up to get a Henry Ruggs, Even if it's five, six, four spots, whatever. If you are trading up to get him, you are expecting Henry Ruggs to deliver right away, right? Impactful first-round receiver. He will have immediate impact for the Philadelphia Eagles and dynamic impact. That's what I have primary concern about, is him being able to come
0: in and have that impact. And I think what sways Eagles fans, as well as some of the mock drafts, kind of hype that's going on, whether you believe it or not, is the fact that he played top-level competition, that it's known league-wide that the Eagles have a need specifically for speedy wide receivers, and that he's the guy that everybody's talking about. I think those three things, everybody wants to just thread the needle, I don't think necessarily that how he looks at it that way, and I don't know, watching Henry Ruggs, what I see as a very fast receiver who's made some great plays, but I don't know in my gut when I watch him that he will come out and him and once will connect immediately and that he'll be an impactful player. That's my bottom line with with Henry Rugs. Anything more on him?
2: I mean, I, I guess that's all fair. I would just like to say, Rugs like, is the new uh, Nelson Aguilar
1: for uh, <laughs> for Mike. Well, it depends if they do. Really, if 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 the, the Eagles, Eagles are going to pick him, if the Eagles pick Rugs, it's uh, it's Mike's. Uh, New Nelson Angelar. But
2: what is wrong, and I, I know maybe this opens the door to a longer conversation that we don't want to have right now, but what's wrong with you know saying, all right, we're going to invest a little bit of um, our resource into you know, risking a first, it? A first-round pick is not a little bit of resource. Risking it on rugs, but then we also take one of these other guys with our second pick. That's crazy. We've already just identified that the Eagles receiver core consists of Deshaun Jackson— and Greg Ward. You don't expect. Oh, don't forget
1: a, about JJ. We've you been don't expect about any. JJ. You just and all three of them
2: you, are question marks. You That's, just said you don't expect JJ to start. All yeah. three of them are question marks, realistically. They are question marks. We have to. For different we, reasons. We but. really have to draft uh, receivers. And, and so why not? I agree. Why not go out with their
0: first pick? And allocate your second pick towards it. I I personally believe, and this this goes into a bigger draft philosophy, Mike. I like your passion, but I really believe that how he's going to look at it like if it's a deep class at wide receiver, I can wait, and I definitely don't need to move up. That's my personal opinion. We're going to move on to some other receivers. So in particular, a receiver who's been mocked to the Eagles an awful lot Um, And a guy that And I think this is something That goes back to the qualities We were talking about In receivers What is the competition They played in college Because a lot of mocks Have the Eagles taking In a variety of spots Brandon Ayuk Or Ayuk Ayuk. From Arizona State Um, And obviously there's connections there with Herm Edwards, obviously a former Eagle, and has a lot of connections uh, with their organization, um, who is a very uh, productive player in college. We did watch some of his tape. He has some special teams uh, contributions as well. So there's a thought, and obviously through mock drafts, he's shown uh, to be going to the Eagles in a variety of scenarios. Is he a guy, Andrew, and we're not talking about where you'd take him, but is he a guy that you think the Eagles should select? You've done some research.
1: Yeah, so um, Brandon, is, Brandon Ayuk is a dynamic player for sure, right? Um, I think we've seen his breakaway speed, you know, one, two steps, and he's gone.
2: Six feet, 205 pounds. Yep,
1: yep. Um, I think you have a 40-time on him. Uh, it's 4.5. Mm-hmm. Just for comparison, Aguilar was 4.42. Um, Play speed and 40 speed, obviously, it's worth you know, sane. Just saying, they they they've been compared. They mm-hmm. they had they do have similar body types. Um, yes, Ayuka uh, being a sun devil uh, with Herm Edwards. Any anybody surrounded by Herm Edwards is like you know seems to have value. Also Marvin Lewis, ex Cincinnati Bengals, by Cincinnati sun- Bengals coach is down there. Sun Devil is Arizona, Arizona State. State. That's Pac twelve. Yep,
2: Sun Devil is their mascot, yes. Yeah. All right, all right. I, you never been there? Just to clarify. Never been down there? I have never been down there. Pac 12 receivers typically have a. Sketchy history. Sketchy history, sketchy history yeah. in, in terms of how good they perform. Well, the recently me- with
0: the Eagles, to make it very particular, I think a lot of people are scared because Nelson Aguilar also came out of USC from the Pac 12. And the thought is that the Eagles should look to take a receiver maybe who's faced better competition out of maybe the SEC or the Big 12. But Andrew, continue. But I do
2: apologize, Andrew, for
1: interrupting. You should apologize, yes. Mike, and I appreciate you apologizing. We're all, we're, um, we're all friends here. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> Andrew, one moment. Uh, yeah, so Ayuk is somebody that is getting a lot of buzz, um, but somebody that we should not um, be considering for the Birds. He won't fit in. Uh, he has a lot of potential, but he is a project. And and, and we and, are not looking to draft a project if we're drafting a wide receiver in the first round. Right,
0: and okay? I think so that, That's I that think, capital, where the framework is that capital part of it is really important. We didn't. At least to start, I said we're not talking about where we value Ayuk as a potential uh, Eagles draftee. But, you know, in years past, the Eagles would say, well, you know, this player blocks really well. or They're a great special teams player. Talk about these kind of secondary characteristics. Correct. And a lot of what we talked about and what the Eagles should be looking for are primary characteristics. Being tough, catching the ball, running after the catch, all those kinds of things. That's so absolutely we saw correct. good things in Brandon Ayuk. But as a, as a podcast the Eagles water cooler kind of feels like the Eagles should forego him for maybe I think some other options I, so, I think we're going to fade Ayuk we're going to th- fade him and, and let's, let's talk about a player that as we watched him uh, together was somebody that made all of us kind of react and that's Justin Jefferson at of LSU and he's somebody who I particularly watched in the bowl game uh, time of year he uh, in LSU's bowl game I think it was against Oklahoma um, wound up having a four touchdown game just was electrifying to watch. Uh, kind of a lankier looking player, although I think uh, Mike had looked his uh, measurables up and he's just about six one. but wound up running 4-4 at the combine. Um, this is kind of, the thought is that he might move up in the draft because his draft stock might rise because of this faster 40 time. Uh, a lot of his tape shows him making contested catches as more of that big body, but clearly is able to run a little bit uh, with that combine 40 time. So, Fellas, what are your thoughts? When we did our mock draft before the podcast using the DraftNetwork.com uh, scouting, I'm sorry, uh, mock draft simulator, we we found that Justin Jefferson was still there when the Eagles picked at 21. But as we wound up going through the draft, uh, we did not pick him first uh, with the 21st pick overall. We held off, and he wound up going at pick number 30. So. What are your thoughts in terms of Justin Jefferson from what we watch, his skill set, and
1: what we think the Eagles are really looking for? Uh, To me, this is like an ideal Philadelphia Eagles receiver. Um, Not the biggest guy, right? He's not 6'3", 6'4", but he's a possession receiver. Physical. Knows how to
2: catch the ball. Runs in space. catches in space. Um, Catches in tight windows, too, which we were really admiring about his tape today.
0: Had more than one pylon catch where he's kind of fighting traffic, fighting hands in the way. That's the
1: the Wentz window, right? Let's call it the Wentz window.
2: Let's call it the Wentz window because there are many throws that Wentz throws out there. And let's
1: be very clear that they are looking for players who
0: can work with the skill set of their franchise quarterback. Let's be very clear that 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 has an effect on the, the decision, in my opinion, on the decisions that they're making. Absolutely. Absolutely. What are the routes this guy runs that? Because they haven't had a chance to get in the room together and really strike up a chemistry. What is it about their game that they can see on tape, and about Wentz's game and his preference for certain throws, certain routes? What about that overlaps in that Venn diagram? What overlaps?
1: Yeah, I'm actually surprised that that Jefferson isn't looped in with with the CD lands with the with with Judy and because um, I think he's the, he's that dynamic, right? So I'm going to make a little
0: – not a hot take, but just, oh, a, a, just oh. lodge something here. I think <sighs> Justin Jefferson has the potential. Just watching him, and, and I did watch that um, national championship game. I watched mm. their bowl game. I think he has the potential to be a more productive player right away. You know what?
2: One of the things that I just realized – In particular,
0: struck- though, for what we talked about before with Henry Ruggs, I think Justin Jefferson has more potential to come in, even if it winds up being – Maybe an early second-round pick. Maybe the Eagles trade up for an earlier pick. But given that he went at 30 for the mock draft that we did, I do think Justin Jefferson is a guy who could
1: come in and make that impact right away. Andrew? And I would agree with you. I think Justin Jefferson is a guy that if you – there's a a chance that he goes a couple picks before you. Um, But if you don't pick him at – what are we? 21. 21, Mm -hmm. He's – Going, going to 30 is probably – that was a yeah. unicorn kind of situation. He's, to probably going, he's probably going 27. 21 to 53. He's probably going 26, 27. Between going, the Eagles, first two picks, a big gap. He's going quickly after if we don't pick him, right? So yeah. we would have so Mike, to trade up to, Mike's got something to, to get him early yeah. in the second round or, yeah, maybe there or are trade some, up into the first round.
2: Right. Maybe there are some maneuvers that we could – leverage our third round picks to get another second round pick, whatnot, if we really feel good about this guy. The thing that I just realized about his um, tape that was so different from everyone else's Mm. was that all of his catches, not were just in tight windows, but were in um, almost like red zone um, formats where the field was shortened Mm -hmm. and he still found that small window of space to get open. And obviously, Chris, you were talking about this earlier, LSU has the number one quarterback going mm-hmm. in this draft this year. Most so likely. Is that a factor that makes um, Jefferson look, look better? That much better. He was a favorite
0: yeah. target of the number one overall pick.
2: I think so. To which, to which I said, but, you know, you've got Carson Wentz on the Eagles who can still make every throw if not – He's probably a better quarterback than, at this point than the uh, My my court- Carson Wentz made Greg Ward look good. Right. So no, no, no. I, my point is this guy has a really good reel of being able to make plays in not only tight windows Traffic. but in short field positions.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think part of what I pointed out before about the qualities of a receiver is that sort of comfort in their own body, the comfort running routes. There were more than one play where we watched Justin Jefferson turn, catch the ball, and then turn the opposite way, run and shake off a couple of defenders. He has this sort of natural ability that's very uh, very much of a draw and makes me think that he could have more of that um, kind of instant impact supposedly some of his comps are like a Juju Smith-Schuster. I believe I've heard him comp to a Keenan Allen who, um, you know, earlier on today we were talking about the potential for that kind of a player to come into Philadelphia. But in talking about Justin Jefferson, we all clearly value him. And it seems as though from the mock draft we did, which is in a vacuum, hard to tell what that value is. But if he does go in the first round, and let's say he goes for the mock draft we did at 30 – if the Eagles, in a different scenario, were to take him at 21, Mike, would you be satisfied with Justin Jefferson at pick 21?
2: At pick 21, I, I don't see that being strategic enough for what the Eagles want to do in the draft, just because he's not valued at that position. I would much rather see the Eagles leverage some of their later picks to move up to get um, a second-round pick in the early 30s where they could get him, or maybe a late first-rounder if, if you know. And i again, I'd be very very happy with that I, so I, but don't do not, do not take overvalue know, do not take Jefferson at twenty one You can get better value at that pick for a different player and
0: I bring this up just to, just to speak in terms of relativity, but he was taking at pick that's a great take, but he he was taking at pick thirty. the eagles pick is twenty one so that says a lot because even in the first round, those picks in between, in mike's opinion. Are not worth taking Jefferson with that first uh, with that first round pick uh, at number twenty one for the Eagles. In Mike's opinion, it's not worth taking him, despite the fact that he might be valued as a late round pick to save that twenty first pick maybe for another player and maybe another position. Perhaps to trade back, right?
1: You, maybe you do maybe trade, you trade back, back to twenty eight,
0: right? If and you then wanna... you get Jefferson there. Maybe that's okay. And if the Eagles get information that way, maybe they do trade back to get themselves more picks, specifically in they the they second. Won't. Or third round, Dude, maybe they get it up or they're training back. I but I don't they think will, they're picking at 21. I don't they
2: won't. I mean, you know, there's so many moving. So parts if, and, if and again,
0: hypothetical, if the Eagles were to pick Justin Jefferson at 21, the three of us would consider that an overvalue. We'd say, hey, this guy's a good player. We've all appreciated watching him. We think he can bring a lot to the team. But with 21, you could have gotten a better player, maybe at another position of need, Correct. as opposed to a Justin Jefferson, what he can bring to the team. Let's move on to another player we really liked. And this guy, we all have a sense of confidence about the Eagles bringing him in, uh, mostly based on the connections that he has with— Dinner's ready. Yes. <laughs> hey, <the laughs> That's right. Ready. That alarm is to signify That's that dinner is ready. Uh ring, ring. But the uh, the wideout out, out of Penn sense. State, K.J. Hamler, um, who did not run at the Combine, um, is supposed to run at his Pro Day. We watched some of his tape uh, a little bit earlier on today. He's a player we all could see because of the connections with Miles Sanders and his skill set, his speed especially, uh, that we could see the Eagles maybe taking him. Um, and he was still available in the mock draft that we did uh, at that pick 21. So talk about taking him as a, as a prospect in general.
2: Let's just, let's just uh, overview Hamler as a receiver. He's a speedy guy. Um, He's your Deshaun Jackson-esque. Right. Deshaun Jackson-esque looks um, – like, he could still maybe spend a little more time in the, in the weight room, get some, get some pounds on, but has all the speed in the world. Guy's 5'9", guys, 180. Yeah, he's 5'9". It's a little light. And I was seeing 178 earlier, so who knows? Hey, probably had a couple pounds on him. Um, but the thing I really liked about, and this just stuck out to me when we were watching his tape, is as he's running in the open field, going to score a touchdown. He starts doing a high kick at about, like, the 30-yard line. Deion Sanders? Yeah. And I kind of yeah. like that.
1: Guy's got swagger. Uh, I believe he's closely connect- connected with uh, Miles Sanders, right? So...
2: Maybe an easier transition into sure. Philadelphia. Look, I think this kid's
1: going to be good. It's just, is, is he the type of receiver that we need? And... I, I think with Deshaun being so um, injury-prone and not knowing – knowing his value but knowing that he is definitely going to miss some games, Hamler in there. Get this guy in there. But Hamler's the guy that you can take in the second round, right? We don't – yeah, we don't need to – right. So you don't need to – he's not going to be a first-round pick. He's a second-round pick, so the expectation is also not there. So Hamler's also able to kind of have some some wiggle room to figure out the offense, to figure out where he fits, and then be dynamic. And I think that's why Miles Sanders was successful this year Mm -hmm. was because you had Jordan Howard as the lead guy. You had Sproles at first, but Miles Sanders was at least initially able to kind of figure his way out. Yes, I know there are... There are play call and and offensive coordinator situations with with Sanders's development, but I believe you definitely don't trade up for Hamler. But if he's there, uh, second round, pretty good value and good potential, good ceiling.
0: Good Mike,
2: right? And I think this really is kind of fulfilling um, some of what we were predicting and forecasting earlier is that we do need to find uh, a receiver that has the same skill set as Deshaun given that we can't count on Deshaun to play every game this season and maybe he's getting a little older and can fulfill other roles in the offense outside of being that speedy guy we don't need to really rearrange our draft picks in order to be in the um, contest or be in the Hamler uh, sweepstakes. Conversation. Conversation. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think because of that, like, this really clears up a lot of things for me. I think the Eagles could take Hamler with their second pick and really get creative with who they want to take with that first pick if they were to draft two receivers first first round, second round. Hull. Or,
1: Go ahead, Andrew. Sorry, real quick. So you're okay with Hamler only if they take a receiver first, or are you comfortable with Hamler, who will will probably great will probably potentially be available in the second round if you take an edge, if you take a a safety or hopefully a corner.
2: Let's just say this: I would feel much more secure if it was. Coming out of the draft, Jefferson and Hamler or Ruggs and Hamler. If it if it's just Hamler, then we really need to make moves in free agency in order for me to feel good about the receiver class. Okay. Fair. So so
0: to answer Andrew's question, if they were to go a different direction with the f- First round pick at twenty one, and they took Hamlin in the second. Your hope would be they're taking Hamlin in the second, and they've made some kind of significant move at receiver in free agency. Right. Okay. Uh, just to talk about the draft because I think that sort of thing is so hard to tie in, and a lot of what we talked about today. And we're not talking about free a agents. lot of what we talked about today is actually who they already have and how that affects the draft. The the free agency stuff and you know all that is it remains to be seen. We're still a couple weeks from that even beginning i think mid-march i don't know if, if i mean it's actually it pretty deep. soon but it's a yeah, few weeks it's... away but let's talk about the qualities that we were looking for in a receiver as they compare with kj handler so the qualities that we're looking for in a receiver speed yak yards after catch and a competitive college program mm. shore hands competitive catches traffic Now, we did watch highlights, and it is fair to say that for all the receivers that we watched, that that's a very limited view of what they can do. When you really watch a full game, you can see how receivers use. Mike and I were talking about that before the pod today.
2: Not only that, but what's on the line at that point of the game? If, you know, the game's on the line and a receiver comes down with a...
1: I feel like we disagree on, on what type of receiver... I think um, we might we, too, and I guess, I guess to me, bird. just to
0: finish this, Hamler, to kind of close the loop on that, because that's really where it's at now. To me, Hamler checks all those boxes. Mm. The other thing is that he, body type-wise, is shorter than a lot of the guys who are in the draft, which to me kind of separates him a little bit in terms of what he can do, and particularly what he can do in a West Coast offense with Doug Peterson, who likes to run screens and things like that in order to get the offense going. He also seems like a guy who, to me, even though he's a smaller guy, does seem comfortable in his body and comfortable running the routes that he's good at. So there's a lot of things about K.J. Hamler that make me say this guy will fit. And not just fit in the NFL, fit specifically with the Eagles.
1: Just What so, Mike know, said at uh, the end...
0: Ha- Hamler's listed at 5'9". So he's 5'9", like 170, 170. He's like, and like that's a Deshaun. 170 an average. Right, so he player.
1: is the smallest Receiver, by far. And and his pro day... He's
0: the prototype of Deshaun. And his pro day and the the 40 he runs and all that stuff will have a big impact on on how he's viewed. But... This is why I'm not. Operating from February 29th when we're podcasting today, if the Eagles were to take KJ Hamler uh, in the second, um, I would not be unhappy with that pick. What I wonder is, based on his pro day and given the fact that there's a big gap between pick number 21 and pick number 53, that... Maybe he's there at fifty three, as our mock draft showed, but maybe he's not, uh, because
1: of the speed he may show as his pro day. Yeah, Andrew. Let me propose a question. Love it. Let's say Justin Jefferson is there. Hmm. Hamler is there. Let's use this to wrap the Seraph today, and Denzel Mims is there. We didn't even talk about Denzel Mims, and he's all right. Actually, why don't we? Uh, let's okay. Uh, let's talk about Ayuk. Let's say Ayuk. Denzel Mims is worth bringing up just for okay. a second's okay. sake. We did... Yeah, I so, thought totally
2: ruled out Ayuk.
0: He's, well, he's Yeah, Ayuk is gone. Denzel Mims is okay. a 6'3". I, I forget his measurables. I'll he's a the big guy. I'll give you the measurables in a second. Yeah. I'm
1: just saying, we're, we're spending a what lot of time. we are spending a lot of time on Hamlin, and I'm just... Uh, I I want to... He was an exciting player. But for comparison sake... I want to I want to give uh, consideration. Justin Jefferson is there. He's 6'1", 202 Ran a 4'4 four, 4'4 four. Four, four. Hammer He's five nine one seventy eight, 178 Probably also ran a 4'4 uh, four, four, Probably Or less Could be less Cool Or Denzel Mims Out of Baylor Senior 6'3", 207 He's your DK Metcalf kind of thing He's another 4'4 mm-hmm. four, four guy That he's got the
2: speed I right. would see the person People are comparing so, Andrew's DK. giving
1: a hypothetical here all three guys are available. who do you pick and you included Justin Jefferson in there it's justin jefferson, okay, so why don 't we rule out mims because we're not taking him I mean we could let's let 's call it Jefferson or Hamler who are you picking they're both available it's uh both, the second round pick. These, these This isn't the a first round pick, Okay, right? so we're
0: assuming that they fall to, both fall to 53. Both fall to 53. The situation is the Correct. Eagles take Pat where they are in Correct. both draft positions. Everything and they're is, at 53. K.J. Hamler everything is there. Everything is as is. K.J. Hamler out of Penn State. And you probably pick the
1: safety. You picked the corner. You pick the D. Linebacker. Right? Out of LSU, uh, Justin Jefferson versus you So right now, at the second pick, the 53rd? 53rd, 53rd second 53rd. round pick, yep. Overall pick, you have K.J. Hamler, you have Justin Jefferson. Who do you pick? Go ahead, Mike. Mike, you
2: first. It's a tough choice at that pick. That's why I I presented it. And I appreciate the question, because Jefferson is projected to go way higher than Hamler. There is something about Hamler that seems like he has a ceiling that hasn't yet been reached where I feel like just uh, Jefferson kind of is more developed and polished and probably ready to play sooner and be more impactful. At that pick, I got to go with, I got to go with (laughs) Hamler. Cool. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's,
0: I think it, comes down to prioritizing all those qualities we talked about before and i still think speed is number one and i think for everything we've seen on tape justin jefferson's a great player but to me hamler looks like just so much faster than a lot of the competition he played against, which is good competition. And that's what I want to see the Eagles have is is speed to compete with a player like him. The thought of him and Deshaun on the field at the same time would be mm. amazing. And although Justin Jefferson can bring you a lot of other types of plays and he has a lot of different types of ways to be used, part of me thinks K.J. Hamler can be plugged in and become effective sooner because you know what he is already.
2: So. Really? Because I thought the opposite. I thought Jefferson would be more... Easy to plug in and be effective.
1: Okay, give me Jefferson. That's it. If you're if you if it's Jefferson Hamler, easiest decision I've ever made in my life. What makes on what grounds? Yeah, Jefferson size, catchability, speed. Hamler is good, and I'd be okay with him also. Okay, but if it's between him and Jefferson, Jefferson by far. Now, just the, to th- the better talent immediately,
2: the better immediate impact for the birds, and upside. Just to throw a, another layer into this, let's say the Eagles have picked already a receiver um, like Ruggs or maybe Higgins. Uh, a bigger body receiver who can, you know, basically fulfill the role that you're looking Jefferson to fulfill. Does that change that?
1: Uh, then I would want as as this pick not to be a wide receiver. I would want okay. it to be a corner. I would want it to be a safety. So, so if I, the Eagles, I, so if let, the Eagles let's say pick it's
0: a wide receiver in the first round. It sounds like your stock for Justin Jefferson as a second round pick goes down.
1: It depend. It depends which receiver, right? Mm-hmm. What role? So so if Rugs drops mm-hmm. and they get Rugs early then, yeah, I'm not yearning for a wide receiver second round at all. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a wasted pick, actually.
2: Even if Jefferson's I guess available
1: in, in, at if, in, my, <laughs> <even if> Je- <laughs> in my opinion, that's as, a, fair, as yes. a counter, despite... Even,
0: even if Jefferson is back available. Despite his production in college and the competition he played against, to me and watching some of the later round guys, I think you can find a guy with Justin Jefferson's skill set in later rounds um, and that the Eagles might seek to do that versus prioritizing speed um, that'll really be showcased when KJ Hamler does have his pro day. I mean, we won't really know like what his actual numbers are, but watching him on film, he's the fastest person on the field, at least how it looks. So we've talked a lot about the wide receivers today. Uh, lots of questions, uh, probably more questions than answers at this point, but uh, we will come back next time. A question that I have for you both as we wrap up here is, what would be, uh, if the Eagles did not choose a wide receiver in the first round, and um, we'll base our next podcast on this answer, but what would be your priority position, Andrew?
1: Uh, if not wide receiver. Anyway. I want to say cornerback, but I'm actually going to say uh, edge. edge, okay. Defensive like- end.
2: I'm, I'm going to go uh, linebacker. Okay. Let's
0: let's focus next podcast on D-line and the potential for the Eagles to take a D-line in with their first uh, pick or otherwise. And uh, we'll go from there. So thanks for tuning in to the Eagles Water Cooler podcast. And we'll wrap it up from there.